Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. I'm Charlie Clawson, he is Scott Dooley, and we're here to fix football whether you like it or not. And this week, Scott, we are talking about the night of nights when it comes to Aussie rules. The Charles Brownlow medal. What do you feel? What Give me your feelings. Top of your head, the Brownlow medal. Well, it doesn't go long enough. That's my number one complaint. Too quick. It's far too quick. Um, that's probably my, my first. And I think that's a pretty commonly held feeling about you know, a lot of people, if you look at the Twitter reaction, it's always, what, it's over already? Kind of, that kind of is the general, the general cheers. Um, what about yourself? Are you, I mean, are you a brown? Well, I feel it? like we've gotten to a point in AFL media coverage now where everything is a TV event, you know, trade nights, a TV event, draft nights, mm-hmm. a, a TV event. And the Brownlow is the original boring thing that we've turned into a TV event. I think as a kid, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more like I was more into it but as an adult now I think it's almost like the it's like any awards ceremony the, the older you get the more cynical you get you start saying well what do what do awards really mean and, and and is this really the best judge of who's the best player going around like I have since Tony Lockett when was the last like you know non-midfielder to win or you know I guess Scotty Wind or Jim Steins when was there not a midfielder to win the Brownlee medal I think that's my my big complaint is that it feels like one group of players has a stranglehold on the Brownlow medal. Yeah. And, and I think to, to your point about, is this the best player? Ablett never won one. Carey never won Matthews. one. Lee Matthews yeah. never won a Brownlow. And conversely, um, Shane Wowoden did. So <laughs> Shane Wowoden did and was delisted. Uh, like, <laughs> it's too list if I can't. I mean, I do enjoy it. Like, I, I look. I'm not against awards, and I and I do. I, I like the. I think I like the idea of it, but I I wonder if there are ways to make it, if not more equitable, then at least like, can we have subcategories on the night? You know, for for different kind of areas. So almost like the MVP awards, they'll also vote on the most courageous. They'll also vote on whatever else. Can we do that? in the brown line, you know, and, and maybe make it like the Logies where it's like, there's a number of different categories and we can have some like ones that are voted, voted on by the industry, AKA the umpires. And then others that are voted on by the public. So are you suggesting that we do it in a nominee style? Oh, like, so instead of it, so, so, so you just have your top five. And it's the final award of the night. The yeah, winner I didn't actually think about that. Um, so you're saying dispense with the countdown. So basically the votes are tabulated at the end of the year. So the AFL know who the top five are. And so they say these are the nominees. Yeah, yeah I think that could be mm. really good. What, what, if it's, what if it's the top four and a funny yeah. one? And, and it's, it's something, I don't, you know, like, just like, I, I don't, I, people are going to accuse this of being mean spirited, but if you're like, I don't know, it's, you know, it's Nat Fife, it's Patrick Dangerfield, it's, um, let's say Brody Grundy, Christian Petrucca, 
and Calamachi. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like kind of funny. <laughs> He's got no hope well, of winning ha- it. Or is that too No, I don't spirited? think it's been spirited at all. Is there a baby prize? They always love, the, the commentators always love when it's like the player who's gone the longest without, without kicking a goal, the most consecutive AFL games without kicking a goal. Like there's always a statistic like that where it's a player who's done, you know, most games without a final, most games that without a goal. So I reckon we slip one of those in there as well, which could sort of be like the... So, yeah, so it's kind of... So, but, but what it would be is it would... Because I'm, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. the betting, which is obviously the reason the AFL exists. So we've got something yep. to gamble on. And I think oh, this right. is something that we've just got to accept. The only reason football exists is so we have something to gamble on before That's the spring right. carnival. Mm-hmm. Accept it. So let's lean into it. And therefore, you could do like a crazy, um, a crazy bet where you... Get the five. So you've got to have your top four polling players in the Brownlow. And then the AFL, if there's a player that plays 22 matches, or 23 now, without polling a vote, he will be picked at random to round out the five. So it's almost like the supplementary number. You know what I mean? It's like, so you choose your top four and then the dud. And that's what he'd be called. He would be the dud and he'd get a medal, um, which is maybe a toilet seat that he has to wear around his his neck like is, a loser, you know, and it maybe maybe people could write things on it, like mean things. Is there a way that we can sort of, uh, to make it uh, m- more difficult to guess who the dud is, do we have to conspire with media outlets mm. to ensure that the dud is getting media votes during the year so that people, it's not such a surprise when it is like, uh, you know, Christian Petrarca and Calamar Chi. It's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, he did pretty well in the age votes. Oh. <laughs> because yeah, otherwise, it's, there's going to be no suspense. Like, you've got your top five nominees for the Brownlow, and then you've got the dud. Like, we need a way to either – it's either it's a separate award, like he's not there as a serious contender for the Brownlow, or – it's a massive conspiracy mm. and we get all the media outlets to just be throwing votes. Uh, uh, I don't want to say Calamache. I feel it's mean that we've brought him up three times. Give me another, give very, me another average But player. this is the dud. This is the dud <laughs> system. Um, another uh, uh, Jai yeah, okay. Simpkin. Perfect, How's yeah. That? Yeah, Petrocelli. Okay, but no, but what I'm saying is like I, I – this guy, we know he's got no votes, and then he's just chosen chosen at random. There's going to be like forty people that play every game and don't get a vote. It's pretty hard to get a vote in the Brownlow yeah. medal. So then he is randomly chosen. Maybe that is kind of like the first award is all of the names are put into a barrel, okay. uh, a la pluck oh, a duck style. Sorry, Scott. I just thought. Well, no, you're is, right. So the, yeah. yeah, the first award is the joke award of the night. So it's the four. It's the five duds. And one of them will be like the supreme dud by the end of this. Then at the end of the night, when we're going for the brown low, this is how we start the brown low dud. medal. We start the brown low medal by awarding a joke yeah. award called the dud. the dud. So we start the brown low medal by the player who's played the most consecutive games without a goal or most consecutive games without a final, whatever it is. That every play, every team can whatever nominate their dud. We pick the top five. That person is awarded the dud. Yeah. They go on stage and they get the toilet seat put around their neck. They have to sit back at their chair and spend the rest of the night with the cameras on them and stuff with the toilet seat around their neck. Then. Yeah. Do we lock it? <laughs> padlock So it. they can't yeah, get out? It's like, padlocked. It's, it's of padlocked. course. Yeah. Padlocked. We don't want them taking it off. And it's padlocked by last year's dud. <laughs> last year's dud padlocks it on in a beautiful ceremony. But. 
Then when we get to the last award of the night, which is the Brownlow itself, mm. there's got to yeah. be some yeah. kind of element in which Steve and Bradbury style, the dud could potentially win the Brownlow. So it's like, okay, so you've got your four legitimate nominees, oh. right? And so yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah. one final test and the dud has a chance. Not- to. It's like the wild card entry. Yeah, but what happens is when the dud has the lock put on him, he walks to the other side of the stage where he presses a large red hmm. button. And this large red button will set off a, a, a machine that will be randomly scrolling yep. numbers. And then the number stops. And that is the dud multiplier. Uh, yes. And then whatever votes, should the dud get any votes in the Brownlow medal, it will be multiplied by yes. 60. Right, so he just needs one <laughs> vote because that becomes sixty votes, and he wins the Brownlow medal by the largest margin in the history of the sport. Now, here's the here is isn't the that how Shane Warden won his Brownlow? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was, so, so they tried it, they trialed it. They had to. Do, I don't know if you've have, have you looked back at that no. Brownlow medal count? Right, just right before they announce it, someone comes and cuts the toilet seat off it. It's that would have been a huge scandal at the time, but um, so then, but this this can this can actually further cement your dudness because sixty times zero is zero. Yeah. So to 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 have the option to just get one vote and win the Brownlow medal is is then you know this is the the. I mean, imagine that. So you you're the dud. You've already got the toilet seat around your neck. Mm. And you go up and you press the big red button. All you need to get is a, nothing lower than a one. You bring up a zero. They bring out a second toilet seat, oh. a heavier toilet seat. And they put yeah. that around your neck. <laughs> With one of those yeah. wooden ones. Yeah, and they yeah, padlock yeah. that yeah. around your neck. And you have to wear that all preseason until round one the following year. Oh, that's fun. So you can see them doing the time yeah. trial. With, with two toilet and, seats um, over there. Show, showing up to the club. Yeah, which which also kind of provides a bit of jeopardy because a lot of players get married in the off season. So imagine being married with two toilet seats. Uh, it'd be shocking him. if he was in um, the wedding night. And he's got two yeah. toilet seats over his neck. Two, two, two dunny, yeah, that would be you know, and footage of like the three k time trial with the seats. So what around. about entertainment? What about the night itself, the ceremony? Do you feel like they're missing a bit of an opportunity mm. to include some razzle-dazzle? I know we get a lot of highlights packages and we get lots of speeches and stuff like that. Retiring players are honoured and that sort of stuff. But do you think we need maybe some elements from the footy show's grand final review? I would love to say, just about to say like, yeah. you know, five members of the Giants come out just like the Spice Girls doing a bit of lip syncing. Is there anything Great. wrong with that? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Or, or do do we take it down a slightly, I mean, it is a night of mm. nights, a slightly more serious route. Uh, a la Cricket had a band named Six yes. and Out, which was Richard Chiqui, uh, Shane Lee. Uh, I can't remember, a few New South Wales cricketers. Do we have a similar thing Did where... We, didn't Tony um, Woods have a band that was called like... Emergency warning or something like that. Tony Woods was, uh, I'm pretty sure he used to play in a band with other AFL players. Let me look that up. Yeah, that does. So, but what if, what if it's a part of your, your role as the reigning Brownlow medalist is that you have to start a band, which is, um, let's say it's called Nat Fife and the Mathematical Chances. Uh, yeah. He chooses 
players and they rehearse three songs throughout the course of the year to perform. So they open the show, ladies and gentlemen, maybe they open the show with the Aria single of the year from that year. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, look, I understand the idea of uh, like legitimate music, but I think they're footballers love dressing up in drag. Oh, you want it to be funny. Well, they love dressing up in drag yeah. and they love lip syncing. And I they think do. that, you know, the one thing that the the footy show uh, Grand Final Review taught us is that if there is a, a girl band out there, you can be guaranteed to get four players or five players from a club dressed up like them, lip syncing to whatever that song is. And then you can also do things like, you can bring back like the greatest hits. Like you can uh, get a bunch of players doing the Men in Black dance uh, you know, uh, Gangnam Style, like whatever the biggest hits over the last decade yeah. have been. Like it's almost like, um, you know, uh, you could do a decade in music, uh, you know, starring the AFL players, you know. Oh. And so they come out a bit like, you know, those who are those female comedians that do all those things in the car where it's like a history of music and they're in the car and they'll do like from the Andrews Sisters right through to Queen and stuff like that. But get the players doing it. Do they do it live or is this a pre-recorded? Live. live on stage. Uh, oh, live on stage. So we open the show. So we hear, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Toyota and the AFL would like to welcome you to the 2022 Brownlow mm -hmm. Medal to give our welcome to country. So we have a welcome to country yeah. and then the welcome to country. Thank you very much. Um, would you please welcome behind the sticks and then it says BTS and it's footballers dressed up like BTS. Yeah, 100%. Doing a very funny Dignified dance. opening to undignified in a matter of seconds. That's what I think the Brownlow needs. And speaking of undignified, <laughs> do I you mean, recall yeah. the year um, that uh, uh, Brendan Favola was doing the red carpet where he was doing the Vox Pop, the red yeah, carpet? Yeah. Bring that back. I say bring Fev back uh, with a microphone get him boozed up and get him a go, going around trying to put pressure points on uh, on everyone on the red carpet. Just, oh, so you, you see Fev as a roaming reporter, not as your, your host. You uh, hate him doing the no, count. Yeah, no, no, not the host. I see I see him more as, uh, yeah, the red, on the red carpet, sort of vox pop, voice of the people, trying to put uh, pressure points on people. Do we make it like a cage where you go in with Brendan? Oh, yeah. UFC is a huge thing, a Thunderdome style thing. And maybe you can bet on whether or not. So it's okay. We're, we're going to cross out the front. Now we've got Brent. And this, this brings people who couldn't get into the Brownlow medal. You could have it down on the promenade outside Crown Casino yeah. there. And you've set up a big cage and Fev just drinks heavily. And then you send out a player from each team's table. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cross down now. Uh, Fev, uh, who you got there? Oh, we got Chad Warner from the Sydney Swans. All right. Who do you think can, do you reckon? And then you go around. What do you reckon, gang? Do you reckon Chad can pin Fev? He's had a couple. And then they get yeah. in and they just fight. What about? They just have a fight. That's a great idea. I also think that maybe, um, you know, sometimes you'll go to like, uh, it's like a corporate event or whatever. And the comedian they've hired is like, mm. they're an insult comic. You know, they just come out and that's their whole shtick is that they're, oh, they're introducing fun. like yeah. the CEO of the company and stuff, but it's all kind of like edgy sort of insult comic work. Yeah. How about the host of the Brownlow is Kane Corns and Kane Corns just critiques oh. like every single round. It's like, well, Richmond were disappointing. They've, 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 they've basically blown their season in this round. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Dusty got injured. 
did his ribs, yeah. they were gone from this point onwards. Yeah. And so everything's a fucking downer. And I just think it kind of, yeah. it just gives it like, it, we need to make it feel a bit more modern. And people today are cynical and stuff. They don't want Bruce McAvaney. They want someone who's going to bring a bit of edge. And edge. If, I can't think of a bigger contrarian than Kane Corn. So I reckon that, you know, every round they're playing the highlights and Kane's just like tearing strips off people. Oh, you know, here's when Tex Walker failed to go in for that contest. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, maybe Kane chooses the uh, the highlights, the, the footage, and rather yeah. than yeah, it's people taking short steps to contests yeah. or you know faking hands. Everyone, everyone's or, everyone's you know, always he... blowing their season as far as Kane's concerned. That this is the moment they blew their <laughs> yeah, season. That's right. That's right. That's right. He would be great with like the Trump um, campaign yeah. because no matter what happens, like you always get like. Biden, Biden was literally being sworn in and you'd get an email from Don Jr. saying, Biden's yeah. on the ropes. We got him where we want him. You know, <laughs> I can see Kane Corns doing that. Could we, do we finish the event? I, I feel like one thing that I do know is that we want to see a, a villain get his comeuppance. Yeah. Um, do, do, does the Brownlow medalist then uh, he's, instead of a, a, a bit of champagne to toast with, he's given a pie yeah. to, to oh. smush into Kane's face. Right, I understand. So you're saying... On behalf of all the players, this one's for you, Sydney Stack, or whoever he's been potting. Oh, that's at. actually a good point, because the Brownlow is also where they announce Mark of the Year and Goal of the Year, is that right? Goal of the it, Year. Or is it just yeah, Mark of the yeah. Year? And obviously there's some controversy around Mark of the Year, because that is one of the ones that is publicly voted i think the way you overcome that issue is that the player has to recreate the mark on stage so you know uh what? like in liam ryan's case where he took that mark of the max gone in the goal square they get max on stage doesn't matter if it's grand mm. final week max has mm. to get up even though the sports science guys are probably yeah, saying yeah. well there's a significant chance of injury here bad luck and so Max Gorn yeah. in his tuxedo has to back across the stage while Liam Ryan <laughs> takes a hanger and someone yeah. has to kick a ball to him. And if he can complete to a, like a fairly accurate degree, the same mark, then they win mark of the year. The, yeah. Well, one, 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 I, I love yeah. that. Firstly, I absolutely love that. I, I, I would change it slightly. I'd have all three people have to recreate the mark. Uh, I would also uh, introduce compulsory voting for Mark of the Year for all Australians, um, and and you'd you'd have it uh, much like an election day where you 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 take over schools and um, scout halls and whatever, and you'd have to go in and you'd have to vote for goal and Mark of the Year, and um, and then they'd collate the the results and 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 you'd get a res and you'd, you'd get and, th and this also shoehorns nicely into so say so that's on the Saturday. Yeah. You would have, I, I imagine there'd be wall-to-wall -wall coverage like a federal election. Every channel would be seeing the results as they're coming in. And then don't forget to watch the Brownlow medal because one of these players has to recreate. <laughs> Mark of the year on stage you, in, in full tuxedo. And if he doesn't, <laughs> in full tuxedo. Are we, are we being too conservative, Scott? I, I just had a thought then. I feel so. I feel like uh, we are. <laughs> what if we, rather than hosting the grand final, uh, the the Brownlow in grand final week, traditionally on the Monday before the grand final. What if we do the Brownlow halfway mm. through the year, and we just base it off off we just base <laughs> it off mid year form? We're just like you know what Dusty's having a pretty good season. Right. Uh, we reckon he's going to get it, and so okay. we just award the Brownlow 
halfway through the year. Like we award it in June. And then I, I listen, I'm, I, I really, I do like that. Would the dud have to wear the toilet seat while playing for the rest of the season? Uh, to, be honest, the to be honest, I'd forgotten about the dud. Uh, but yes, I mean, of course, there's no way around it. The, the dud. Has, I mean, there's certain traditions. It's tradition. So the dud, yes, the dud would have to play out the rest of the season um, uh, with the toilet seat on his neck. But what I like about that is that uh, uh, it doesn't matter if you get injured in the second half of the year. You've got yourself a Brownlow. And what and it, to me, it's like a – it makes it more exciting because it's like can this player maintain their form for the rest of the year now? A lot of pressure on Dusty. He's had a great, mm. you know, he's had a great first 10 rounds, but can he maintain this pace? So you're saying round 10. Award the Brownlow. Brownlow yeah. medal. Award the Brownlow medal. Have the full ceremony, the funny dances – Welcome to country, funny dancers. Here's the dad. Yeah. And then Mark of the Year recreated. <laughs> oh, Max Gorn's out for the next six weeks because Liam Ryan's given him a concussion because <laughs> he slipped in his nice dress shoes. <laughs> yeah, and then award the Brownlow. And then hopefully that player doesn't get injured uh, and then for the, the rest of the year. And then, and also, you know, Chad Warner's out for the rest of the year because Fev broke his wrist out on the promenade. <laughs> Casino in the cage. And meanwhile, you've got Kane Corns just sniping from the sidelines. Scott, I think we've solved it. Footy Fixers have done it again. The Brownlow medal, that is how you improve it. Uh, we've got some feedback from the listeners. And if you want to send us your feedback, you can do that at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, this is from at uh, Trey Rules. He says, it should be AFL jury duty. A jury of 12 randomly chosen Australians should be paid to watch every game for a round and vote 3-2-1 for each game. A different jury for every round. They get tickets to watch any matches near them live. What do you think of that? Throw it to the people. Back to the people. I, I, I As you know, I, I'm, I'm a long, long-time advocate of forcing people <laughs> to watch football. Yeah. Well, I think so, in the last episode, you really... talked about conscription when it came to being a supporter. So I think I, someone... did, I, did, I did conscription and, and serious psychological yeah. damage for the good Preaching of the game. Preaching to the converted. And so I, I, do, I do really like that. And again, I know that, you know, we are kind of in the content business. I think that's a great television yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. That's a reality show right there. I mean, do you think mm. if... The, is there love between the jurors? I mean, can imagine falling in love at Optus Stadium. Okay, so he's saying a jury of 12 randomly chosen Australians should be paid to watch every game and uh, for a round and vote 3-2-1 for each game. So are, are they saying that 12 people are watching every game, so nine games, that round, and then awarding 3 yeah. 2 so then you just tally up who gets the most votes? Is that how it works? For that right. round, for that round, and then there's another, for the next you round. Know, another set of letters goes out and says, congratulations, oh, yeah. you've been selected. Which games would you like to see? Um, Foxtel's being installed in your house. What right? I like about that is it seems really efficient. It seems like a really efficient, uncomplicated way to hand out an award. Uh, Jimmy. Are you suggesting there'd be jury tampering? Oh. That people, would, that Dusty's people could get to juror number 13, jury number 10. I'm not suggesting that. Juror 10. You, you now you're making me think. I reckon that's definitely a possibility. I think uh, intimidation of witnesses, jury tampering, uh, tampering, I think it's all, it's all on the cards there. Uh, it's all on the table. Jimmy Possum 1 says, uh, I believe mark of the year and goal of the year should count as 
mm-hmm. has 10 plus votes towards your Brownlow tally. So this is similar to what you were saying about the dud having the chance to get uh, 60 times his votes <laughs> to potentially win the Brownlow. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon about that? So goal of the year, vote of the year is worth 10 votes? Seems too much to me. It seems high, but six, two best on grounds? Yeah, okay. I'll give you six. Uh, Wayne Zoe, 60, Wayne Zoll, 64, says uh, three votes has to scull a crownie. It makes the, spe- the winner's speech more memorable. <laughs> I do do like that. I think so it's like a drink. It becomes a drinking game. Got, it becomes a drinking game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's good. Because not since Adam Cooney have we really had a... Knockabout larrikin. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe Everest. had a couple on the way. Didn't think he was going to win, then had to get on the waters at about round 13. Well, wasn't it the story about Dusty Martin that after the grand final, he left his car in the MCG car park for like six months or something? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd they'd been in pre-season training before he picked it up. Like He'd never bothered to walk up from punt row. Uh, H. Kelly 33 says, replace one of the umpire's votes each round with that of an independent expert, but good luck finding an independent. Well, how would you find, what would qualify as an independent person? Is that someone who doesn't follow AFL at all? Because it's a bit difficult for them to be, if they don't understand what they're watching, how, how can they adjudicate? Although I do like that kind of, like that prospect of... Oh, why is that a yeah, problem? go to a different country where they don't even speak English and say, watch this game and hand out three votes. And it's like, well, I like the umpires. He gets three. What's a, what's a vote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's a vote? I don't understand. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And then you could almost have Eurovision-style voting <clears throat> where you find, oh, God, don't the... Don't the Estonians love Joe Danaher? He gets a lot of votes when we get an Estonian vote. <laughs> I think it's fun. I, I think know, it's a really a, good. You can have the international. Yeah, vote. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think we should also include that with the dud voting as well. I think that the uh, independent voters should also cast a vote on the dud. Um, this one I love. This is from uh, Juji Fruity, at Juji Fruity. Nat Fife digs up metal ore. And then they forge the Brownlow live on stage during the event. <laughs> I reckon that's amazing. And it doesn't have to be just Nat Five. It can be any Western Australian. They 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 actually they they arrive on stage at the start of the night when the players are doing their review, mm. when they're lip syncing to BTS, whatever mm. it is. We have a Western Australian mm. footballer in like full blacksmith apron, gloves, goggles, just hammering yep. away at an anvil. With uh, and and actually forging the brownlow on the spot, and that's a very it's a, it's it's a lovely ball to have in the air. Just constantly when Kane's going, oh well, if he spent less time on he Tinder, he probably would have kicked that goal. And you hear him yeah. bang, bang, ominous. And it's also it would also be very ominous. It would also be what an honour for that Westers, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please welcome this year's blacksmith Shannon Hurd? Yeah, and everyone would stand up. Oh. Shannon, would you like to say a few words? Yeah, I just want to thank everyone for choosing me to be maybe to be a, a vote. Um, maybe we could tack it onto the goal and mark of the year yeah. vote. That would be like a yeah. And you can also get legends like Western Australian legends. So you can go, you know, Carl Langford is here to forge the Brownlow. You know, oh, well, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can compare them throughout the. Yeah. You know, if you have a look at Langford's, he's it's really flat compared to um, Dean Kemp. Yeah. Dean Kemp was a, a lot, he preferred a thicker yeah, brown. Brett Hedy's was clearly the best. 
Oh well, I mean, Brett Hitty was he was he was uh, one of the most underrated blacksmiths in the history. I'm of the just game. ticking that box there. We have mentioned Western Australia and Western Australian footballers. That should please a certain uh, part of the demographic, Scott. I don't need to tell you that uh, it's a very sensitive group of listeners out there, isn't it? Very very sensitive group of listeners. Exactly. Why don't you raise a beer and enjoy it? <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just teasing their accents. Uh, at T Brusser Seven says. My only complaint is the coverage is too short. It should be a full day where each round is read out on the hour. So a twenty. Oh, now this is a person. A twenty-two hour yeah. broadcast. <laughs> what do you think? I, yeah, I think anything that involves any, any entertainment that involves the words we've entered the grueling seventh hour is the kind of thing that we want. And, you know, think about, you've also got to bear in mind with all the balls we've got in the air, think about how drunk Fev would oh, yeah. be. 22 hours, mate. He could do some damage. He'll have, he'll have, he could really he'll have, he'll have Juddy in the pressure point hole in no time. Well, they'll be on a boat cruise at some stage as well. You know, there's a whole bunch of fun stuff that could happen. Our last bit of uh, feedback is from uh, at Zeniston who has worked in a plug for his book within his response. So, you know, all right, I'm happy to plug. The, uh, let me just say, click on this, make sure it's not some kind of white supremacist. I was reading this. Um, uh. <laughs> and also, can you mention my book, Mind Camp 2? <laughs> it, it picks up, it's a dramatic reimagining. Well, he, uh, his website, because he's put a link to his website, he lists himself as a comedian, author, artist, and awesome guy. Uh, so Zeniston says, accounting votes is entertaining enough. What more do you want? How about a footballer's talent show? That'd be funny, which is kind of what we're suggesting with the, with the review. exactly what we're suggesting. Uh, and then he uh, does a great little uh, tangent shift to, I like funny. I even wrote a book about how to give up alcohol without going to meetings. Zeniton.com as a comedy. All right. There you go. You got your plug. And thank you to everyone uh, who listens to the show and uh, get in touch, uh, sending your feedback in. That's Two guys, one cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to send us a message, we normally put the topics out on a Monday uh, and we record on a Wednesday. So you've got a couple of days to get your opinions into us. Um, but that's it. We've solved the brown though. The footy fixers have done it again. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley. And that's fixed. 